Hey everyone, Pratiti Pathak here. Welcome to Unpacking Brain Drama, where we talk about real life experiences, the challenges and the obstacles. Sometimes we use them to block ourselves. Sometimes we use them to grow and evolve. Here's what I wanna say. Obstacles are not the things blocking our path. Obstacles are the path. So in other words, we have to grow through what we go through. So join me as we have some amazing conversations with some amazing guests. Let's go. Today, I want to welcome our guest, Kristen Olson, woman after my own heart. She is all-encompassing. She is an entrepreneur, a creative athlete, a podcaster, and a pup mom. She is experienced in innovative marketing and branding professional with over 20 years of experience in brand development and management. She has a strong work ethic and is committed to organizational objectives within highly competitive athletic apparel, lifestyle markets, tactical planner and team builder with the ability to attract key players and develop lasting business relationships. Kristen is recognized for decisive leadership and proven ability to execute sound decisions while directing product developments and launches. She is the founder of KO Alliance. She is also the founder of Colorado Springs Stars Lacrosse and the host and founder of Turmeric and Tequila Podcast. Welcome, Kristen. So great to have you here today. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I know you're going to be in complete flow with this podcast situation, so I'm excited to be here with you and enjoy this, this process. This is awesome. So as we all know, if you are new to listening to me or you haven't heard Kristen from Turmeric and Tequila before, she was the very third person to ever have me as a guest on the show. It was my very third podcast I ever was on and I've been in love with you ever since. Actually, we met at PodMax, uh, I guess a couple of months before we actually interviewed together and that was in August and then we got together again in September. So yeah, nice yeah. to be chatting with you on the opposite end of the mic. This is so great. So Kristen, you're doing so much stuff on the same wave as me with working with young humans. I've stolen that from you. I use it everywhere now. So if anybody's it. listening and they're like, where did you get the young humans? This is the gal. This is who I stole it from. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've always been on the same path that way. And I know we have so much more work to do together in the future, but um tell us all because you're doing, you have, you have KO Alliance, um, you have a few different companies. So tell us everything you're doing that is impacting our young human beings today. Yeah. So I am, uh, I'm one of four kids. I'm the oldest, um, uh, and I'm the only girl. I have three younger brothers and we're longtime athletes. So a lot of my journey and mission has been shaped by sports, played in college and then competed in CrossFit after college. And then I got into a bunch of marketing and branding, started a little lacrosse company doing all things like tournaments, team sales, anything that could satisfy the lacrosse market. And that kind of built and grew as my competitive journey did as well. So I've been doing a lot of marketing and branding within the wellness and fitness and lacrosse space. Uh, when CrossFit took off, I started to work a lot within CrossFit and it was a lot of the same conversation. And the more you got into, or more I got into marketing branding, I saw this really deep need for transparency. And I was doing, I established KO Alliance. I think it was like 2000, uh, oh gosh, I don't even know, like five or six or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, and this was before Instagram was really big before social media and filters and everything. And marketing branding back then was still a lot of smoke and mirrors. And now with social media, it's even more. So I was seeing how our young humans were consuming this digital media and media in general, and how 
how false a lot of it was. So being on the athletic side, I coached for 10 years, women's lacrosse at Grandview High School out of college, uh, being amongst our young people and then being on the business side, I really felt a deep responsibility to start to clear the smoke and mirrors and work with my consulting company, Carol Alliance, work with mission-driven businesses. And then I started the podcast to really highlight, like you, varsity humans that are questioning a better way and doing things that are um, you know, challenging status quo, because I think we needed more examples and more representation of people not doing what they're quote unquote supposed to do and prescribing to all these, you know, force fed realities that aren't really real. And that, you know, the filters of Instagram aren't really real and, you know, just starting to bring truth to the game, but in a very positive light, it's not, it really wasn't to call out the bad. It was to highlight the good. So here we yeah. are. Well, and, and, you know, you have a podcast where you, purposely have conversations to disrupt the patterns. And I think that is such a good uh, example of the yin and the yang, the, the good and the bad, the, you know, the, the pretty and the ugly. And you um, are spot on with that because when you, we, the time frame that you're going back to is before Facebook, it was during, I think there was MySpace out there, right? And yeah. Maybe yeah. I was else. on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> my, my son was on MySpace. Um, yes. And <laughs> Because actually, I think Facebook came out the same year of my son's accident. So I think it was like 2009 is okay. when he, you know, so uh, I was completely Facebook illiterate. And I actually was so awkward with the social media and just being in real estate and being, you know, being somebody who should market on social media. I kept telling myself this story of not being good at marketing on social media. It's just because my introduction to it was so horrible. So when you're working with these young folks way back then, what was their interaction with that social media? Like how, how were you helping them navigate through just like even today, everybody's like posting only the good stuff. Yeah, no, it's very much a highlight reel. And I think that's more of like a conscious mindset for everybody to maintain that like, listen, this is the highlight reel. I'm even on my own social media. I'm not somebody that's like, I had a hard day today, tear. And like, if that is somebody's MO or they're comfortable, that's fine. But I'm, that's just not the way I share. So it is very much a highlight reel, which I fully acknowledge. But then when I'm looking at other people's social media, I'm also realizing this is the highlight reel most likely. So, uh, starting out, it was hard. Cause I, you know, like you, I didn't have Facebook or anything until after college It was about 2008, 2009, thank God. And <laughs> we, and I was navigating those waters myself. And so, you know, uh, I started my first business right out of college. We didn't really have social media by the time KO Alliance, my consulting business took off. It started to be a conversation. And obviously now with Tumor Contigo, the podcast, it's very much a conversation. So my coaching with the young people was actually easier. It was, it was harder to coach the, the, you know, the older brands, I hate to say more established brands and, and companies that were new to it and didn't fully understand the value of it yet. So that was more of a challenge than, um, like my young people or my kiddos, cause they already got it. And honestly, I was probably learning from them more than they were learning from me. I could help with like branding and key messaging and, you know, strategic play, but as far as functionality and like quit posting and tags and that kind of stuff, I learned more from them. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I still learn from them. So, I mean, I, I really can't do a whole lot without them. So I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> exactly. That. exactly. I'm like, that's why I <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it right now. Actually, you know, it, it was all the way up until I had to change my own mindset around telling myself these stories on how I'm not good enough and I can't do it yes. right. You know, you know, now for these past uh, few years, I've really 
immerse myself in personal growth and personal development. And I love sharing that. It's kind of who I've always been, but I have to say, you know, going through different things in my life have definitely derailed me. And as I know, that's the, probably the biggest reason on why I'm so passionate about helping our young folks navigate through their experiences. And I want them to know that on the other side of post-traumatic stress or, or abuse or trauma, or just even any experience that we perceive as negative is also something that is so amazing that we have the opportunity to learn, grow, and evolve through those processes. Because I always say, you know, life isn't supposed to be always amazing. Sometimes it's going to be amazing. Sometimes it's going to be pure shit. And let's face it, we learn, grow from the shit. We don't grow from the rainbows and daisies. That's why we put manure in the garden, right? Because we grow (laughs) from the shit. (laughs) And that that. is like so true. But um, when you, you have another company as well outside of KO Alliance. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I want to get more into your branding stuff, but Yeah, well, so CRS Lacrosse, Colorado Rising Stars Lacrosse was my first company out of college. And I played lacrosse and I was from Colorado, went out east to play because there was really nothing competitive at the time in Colorado. And I really wanted to go D1 top 20. Um, And that in itself was a whole learning experience, but excellent (laughs) life skills for the long term. Uh, So when I came back and lacrosse still was kind of growing in Colorado, I'm like, we can do this. We can do camps and tournaments and team sales. And so we just started it. And what I didn't know then that I did well was strategic partnerships, calling, you know, STX and some of these like just starting out brands and saying like, we're running a camp. Can you send out free gear or give us a brochure or or let's do sticker, like really simple stuff. And all those little plays ironically grew into the next level of like social media and strategic partnerships with Red Bulls and Nikes and, you know, these big guys and, uh, you know, new startups. So it, it was kind of like this newer conversation, but each little step built along the way. And I really like what you said, you know, how in your own journey, you had to change the narrative of quote unquote, not being good at social media. I think every time somebody's getting into that and embracing their voice and reflecting and being like, oh my gosh, look at all this experience I do have. I think it's important to change the narrative of like, I don't know that I have this imposter syndrome. I don't know if I want to be on the mic or on social, like sharing my world. Well, you got to like, think about it as look at all this that I have. It's almost a disservice not to share it because you do have all this experience. You have been through incredible things and been resilient through them it's important to talk about it. So I very much had that same conversation myself, like you, and I'm still kind of like working to lean into like, be the influencer, be in like, like lean into sharing your voice because it is so critically important. But all those things, my first company, CRS Lacrosse, KO Alliance, and then now podcast have that conversation has been a continuous growth piece. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, You know, when you're talking about branding, I know that this is something that, um, I don't want to say I struggled with, but in a way, it's just like, I didn't know how to do it. And um, when I was in, when I was in real estate, which I still am, um, I definitely knew that trying to connect my essence of who I was out there along with trying to uh, showcase that I was a realtor and uh, it just, what wasn't resonating with me was how, like for me in person, if you meet me in person, yeah, I get the job. But how do I brand myself without losing who I am? You know, you have these brands out there that are these generic words, you know what I mean? Like that, what do they really mean? Like, I did not want to be another realtor that was uh, posting another beautiful clawfoot tub or a uh, beautiful kitchen. So I, as a contractor, my nickname was Bird. So I was like, I 
think everybody would love a birdhouse and I have a key, you know, the bringing being brought by a bird. And so that became my brand. How do you teach people or how do you help people brand themselves in a way that they really can show the essence of who they are? Because it's like, there's you and then there's your brand. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. This is a really good practice. And this has been a beautiful thing to kind of experience firsthand from my perspective to see the growth and the way our world is changing. So I just, when I sit down with a younger person, we're talking about branding. I really don't even say that because words at this point, like authenticity and branding and influencer, they're so tired and everybody kind of has their own meaning. I really just yes. try and lean into like the human, like, what are you, what do you do, whatever. And that conversation with my young people is usually easier than a, than a company that's been around that's established because, you know, our age and what we've done, we've learned a certain way of how to build a company, build a brand, and you want it polished and clean. And the, this is the agency you work with and everything's set up. But the thing is the consumer, everything has changed. Social media has changed. Everything's different and people do want authenticity. And regardless of what my traditional and or quote unquote older companies want, the future is our young people. Those are our future consumers. So I'm here to, you know, ad adhere to whatever your target market is. And I will always emphasize that is this appealing to your younger future purchasing market? So a, a quick, really easy branding exercise I'm like you, I always like to get face to face and pull apart things, but really just sit down just like you did and think about who you really are, meaning what do you care about? What is, even if it's like, you know, quotes and things that sound cliche or a bird or my spirit animal or tequila and tumor, like think about what really makes up you and, and what excites you, what makes you happy and forget about the strategic planning and everything else. Think about what makes you happy and then align it with your industry. So even if like a bird and real estate doesn't make sense, there's probably a point for innovation there or turmeric and tequila. People are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, it's a podcast. And they're kind of like, mm, what? And they, they do kind of get it because they get the juxtaposition. So I really encourage people to, regardless if it doesn't look like this immediate through line, pull what's authentic and real and happy and exciting to you sit down with your industry, your company, your mission, and find a way to merge those two. And this is, I'm simplifying a, a little bit longer of a process, yeah. but find that through line of how to bring those together. And don't, and you should be encouraged if they don't immediately look like they fit together, because the point is you want to stand out in whatever industry or situation you're in. So if you can find a way to make your passion, your authenticity, authenticity align with your company, that's your through line. And even if it doesn't look like it makes sense, make it make sense. Yeah. And that is usually the piece where you stand out on. That's excellent. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, well, you know, I don't want to post just houses, but everybody can relate to a birdhouse, which is still a house. And it, I just, because, you know, you want, uh, like I, I keep wanting to, uh, I work with young professionals and I have a business coaching program and also regular life coaching. But what I really want them to do is connect their clients, their people, their their family members, their friends to who they are as a person. So whatever you're doing out there, you're doing that to create something in the world, even if it's just going out there to make money, but don't lose who you're, you are yeah. as a person. So that's really great. Um, so well, people not to cut you off, but people yeah. want to like lean into who you are, but you have to remember also they can Google who is Pratiti. What does she do? Where does, I mean, I have to say, where does she live? Like, what is she, what is she passionate yeah. about? Does she play sport? Like people know how to find the truth. So you might as well share it up front and nine times out of 10, they will be like, Oh, that's so cool. You know, she played lacrosse in college. So did I, or, you know, she has kiddos or this, or she lives in wherever, like usually yeah. those commonalities are the advantage. Yeah. You want yeah. people to connect with you. I mean, I noticed so much that when I post stuff that's business related on social media, I don't get 
the same reaction. I certainly don't right. get the same attention as when I just post a picture of myself and say, happy Mother's Day, or, exactly. you know, <laughs> or post a little video that just says hello. And people seem to re respond to that a lot more because they just want to connect with you. Um, are, I, I know that I, I think that you are a weightlifter as well, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm you, a long time. So many uh, different uh, facets of yourself. <laughs> we are well, athletics and sports and fitness have been such a savior for me. And I, while I was always like the competing, I got to find a way to monetize it because I put so many hours into lacrosse and then into CrossFit. We did do a little bit of weightlifting. Now it's more just in CrossFit, but mm. there was so much time. And then when I look back, I'm like, oh my god, these things facilitated so many phenomenal personal and professional relationships. So many, you know, potential uh, business and actual business accounts. Like so, so much like of it work together so what that's why again I always preach like keep your passion in your life it will help breed and facilitate and feed everything else that you're doing in your world so yeah I did uh, I'm, I still do CrossFit and I don't really do any formal like um, Olympic weightlifting but back in the day I did do a, a few yes. Olympic weightlifting uh, competitions and whatnot I've seen some heavy duty pictures of you. So <laughs> I'm well, like, oh my God, she is lifting some heavy weight. <laughs> yeah. The recent ones, the form isn't as good. We have to tap into like some of the skill that's still left in there, but I enjoy it. I still try and keep it in the mix. Speaking of your skills, you know, you have been a, a pretty powerful force as an influencer of young folks. And that's been all through with weightlifting and lacrosse and, uh, you know, bodybuilding and stuff like that. And also, I mean, you, you've coached lacrosse too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, a 10 years. Well, we, we did it all throughout college, like pay bills, but then um, with my company and then also after college, I coached for 10 years in high school. So tell me what ends up being one of the number one things that you help young women through as as you're coming into, you know, young ladies and, and going out there in the world to be powerful women in the world. How, what is the brain drama that goes on for them that you've helped them with a lot? Yeah, well, I will say this. I graduated college in 2004, and so I wasn't out of high school that long. But I, the difference of my high school experience and seeing the kids' high school experience that I was coaching, even you know, four or five years later, was remarkable. They were exposed. Obviously, social media taken off, but just hearing their stories about partying and what they were exposed to is so much more than what I was exposed to. So I'm a major advocate for life skills through sports in general for men and women, but particularly our young women in, uh, in the ways that I don't care if you're playing lacrosse or even piano or acting, whatever, but to, a, a way to facilitate life skills, such as like team sports and confidence and commitment and, you know, just important stuff we need for our future. Um, the biggest thing that I took away from coaching was a, how much it was, it was really great for me to hold me accountable. Like I know, you know, I've got 25 young women plus that are looking up to me and they're seeing how I arrived to practice what I'm doing, how I talk to the refs, you know, what am I doing in my off time? Like they, they really see it all. So that was a huge accountability piece for me that I really actually enjoyed. Um, but other than that, I think I really was a good example for them to, use your voice. And again, this was something that I was still working on, but in that space, I had been in sports for so long. I was very comfortable. So use your voice and then be a strong, confident female. I don't know that. Um, I do think a lot of them had that in their life, but I think to see it from a younger woman, um, the, the way they saw me encounter the male refs or whatever, and I, and everything was respectful and everything like that, but they really got to see a firsthand example of, you know, you can be strong, you can be aggressive, obviously play within the rules, but stand for what, you know, um, be a team person. I was very big on camaraderie and supporting everybody. We didn't do any sort of like cattiness or any stereotypes that come with women in groups. Um, 
we really just worked as like a supportive family. So I, I, I hope that was the biggest takeaway that they uh, were able to, to take with them onto their future. Yeah, I mean, not only are you extremely um, confident and you're also very beautiful. And I think that, I, I, well, I think that that's a very important thing. And for, for young girls, young women, or coming into being a young woman, I think one of the most important things that you can do for anybody, and I, I experienced that myself in, in coaching, but is to just be able to hold space for them to be able to yeah. talk and for them to be able to open up and be a good listener, for you to be that role model for them. And you know, as you were saying, I was hearing you say that you weren't a whole lot ahead of them. And to be honest, we never have to be a whole lot ahead of anybody to be able to help them through anything. If you're just one step or you just weren't learned one lesson more than they did, that's all it really needs to be able to share that and pass it on. I so many times going through all of the different experiences, I'm literally talking to people as I'm going through those experiences, yeah. sharing what I'm learning in the moment. Like I just learned this yesterday. You got to learn it too. And it doesn't matter that I'm not a master of it. You can still teach it even though you're not a master. So you've been a powerful, uh, powerful influence on them. And, you know, to have somebody who is well-spoken like yourself, I don't, I don't know if you've gone through any struggles growing up or if you, you know, I know you grew up with boys, you know, brothers and are you the youngest? Did you say? No, I'm the oldest. Of oh, four. you're the eldest. So of I, I kind of always had that like responsibility to take, and they're all like six to, you know, 200 pounds. They're all huge animals, but um, <laughs> I was still kind of like the most boisterous, but the irony, just like you said, I, and I think you said it really well, you don't have to be deep in it. You know, while I was just out of, out of college, I was still very much gaining my voice, but in that space, I had been in competitive sports for almost, I mean, 15, 18 years. Wow. So that was a very secure space. And I really did know my shit there and I was confident in it. But the second I walked off the field and I was navigating like the professional world or even relationships and using my voice my parents or boyfriends or like that was areas where I still had to grow. So I do, I'm so with you and you're like, you can even be really great in an era and area and struggling in another, but then that's when your friend or teammate or coach or whatever can step in and be like, pull some of those skills through to the other side. Yeah. So true. I mean, like, yeah, you know, and, and when you're a woman in sports is all very different than when you're a man in sports. It's kind of like when I did construction work with my ex-husband, I didn't know the work I knew business, but you know, yeah. again, I was just uh, one step ahead when I was talking to customers, clients, especially men who did not want to talk to a little Indian girl at all about repairing their roof or anything to do with construction. They were like, what do you know? And I'm 100%. like, well, <laughs> I know that you're paying me to be here to do the work. That's what I do now. So, it, and that's, you know, again, you're a woman in a man's world. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you're uh, dealing with other people in the world, especially men in a, an area that they are the majority. Yeah. I think that that is a really important place to be able to be that guide and mentor for a young lady, because it's very easy for us to, um, and this is universal for us to tell ourselves that we're not good enough in some, some way. Right. I know that we've talked about this, even when we first talked on your cast, but like the fact is we all have so much to offer out in the world. We all have amazing qualities in us, yet we only seem to focus on the negative. Um, we only seem to focus on where we're lacking. You know, when I talk about, um, you know, teaching young folks the difference between having confidence and self-confidence, 
they're like, what do you mean? I thought it's the same thing. But really, when you have confidence in something, you're when I ask you if you're confident about something, you're going to look to previous evidence to see what you've already been able to accomplish, what you've already achieved, what you've already been able to do, or you've already done it at least once or twice, right? To say like, yeah, okay, I can do this. Self-confidence comes from having zero evidence. Self-confidence comes from being able to be vulnerable. Self-confidence comes from being able to allow people to judge you, to be humiliated, to be embarrassed and know that that's okay. Like if you're going to go out there and give a talk, it's okay that you trip on the stage. I shit you not. If I were to go out on a major stage and trip and fall, I would literally say, I would get up and go, I manifested that for so long. I made that shit happen. I hope none of you got hurt. Because <laughs> that is what I meant to do. I knew I was going to do it. And I'm glad that we got that out of the way. And yeah. then you go ahead and give an amazing talk. People are going to be like, how amazing is that? You know, so don't let those kinds of things, you know, when you say like, you know, we're, we're always going to be learning. We're always going to be growing, which means we're always going to be making mistakes. So many times what we end up doing is like not even trying, which is just to me failing ahead of time. Right. It's like, you're so afraid of failing that you just fail ahead of time by not even trying. So I think these are real, I I just, I, I love being in a place like, you know, the, we have an amazing opportunity to be able to impact our young people and I know you and I have talked about this before is I would love to build programs to uh, like, like actual educational systems for kindergarten, first grade, like KG all the way up to 12, you know, because the life lessons that we're learning today as adults we should have learned a long time ago. Like, why aren't we learning about the fact that we are the only ones that are in control of how we choose to think about things and that somebody else's actions don't create our feelings because everything we do in the world or don't do is to either have a feeling or avoid a feeling, you know? And that's something that like, we don't even teach. You know, when I went to school for criminal justice and psychology way back in the day, right out of uh, high school, that was like, what do you think about the electric chair? I'm like, I don't know. I think discipline should start in the high chair. How about that? Uh, Right. Well said. I (laughs) completely agree. Completely agree. So, I mean, when you're having these conversations with um, young folks, is there a do you, do you find people being stuck in places? Is there any place that you've ever been stuck in your life where you, you know, kept yourself from achieving something and then all of a sudden you had an aha moment? Or did you know right away that, hey, I'm getting stuck here? And did you have somebody that was like really great support in your life that could help you get unstuck quickly? Yeah, I didn't, you know, again, athletics and sports have been so great because I have failed so many times, cut from teams, didn't travel, had the best game of my life, you know, got sponsors in this and then kicked back down, taken off a team. There's been so many like heartbreaking moments and then heart making moments that I was so good with failing in sports. It would rip my heart out, but I was, I always knew I'd be okay. Then you get out of sports and competition and life. And even in business, I I started seeking a better way when I was probably about like 28 to 
30-ish. And I started, you know, questioning like intuitives, life coaching, like how can we dial this in? And it was a lot because I was doing personal management of like working with some humans and building the brands. And I'm like, God, I, I'm more of a life coach right now, which was never what I really intended to be. And that's why we kind of got out of it. But not because it was bad, just because that's not where I was most useful to the world. Um, but I started seeking these things out and working in health and wellness, like some of these human optimization tools, like brain mapping and nutrition and fascial stretching. I was exposed to it professionally, but meanwhile, it was actually helping facilitate uh, some of my getting unstuck. And a real aha moment for me was I really realized how much I was muting my light. And these are, these are some major cliches coming at you, but, uh, and taking a back seat that it kind of stemmed from my childhood because I had three brothers and I was always like, you know, the leader takes care of the pack first or whatever story I had in my mind. And it was like kind of always taking the back seat. And then I recognize even in college athletics and training on, alongside some of my other best friends and, uh, you know, teammates at the time, I would take a back seat and it, it showed in my competition. I was second place all the time. And I just thought it was like, you know, it just wasn't working out. And I really wasn't dialed into mindset and like those kinds of things. And yes, we were going to make this like youth programming situation courses happen at some point because I'm deeply passionate with you. But I didn't realize how much I was taking a back seat in these like leadership roles where I was otherwise deeply comfortable. But then when I got into like personal, like kind of like personal relationships, but not really situations, I would mute my voice. And I would just, I would dim the light because I didn't want to be more than, and it wasn't an ego thing or anything, but I really, it took years for me to unpack it. And I was like, as I look back, I was like, okay, we've got a hundred second place trophies. We stood back when you knew people really weren't that great of people, but they were supposed to be the best. So I stepped back. I mean, so many little things. And I had to unpack where that really stemmed from. And to this day, I have to practice using my voice, leaning in, getting on social media, being okay, talking about this stuff. Like, um, I wouldn't even, I mean, imposter syndrome, I think is always a thing. And like anyone Mm -hmm. that's leaning into something that's there. Like if you're good at something that will come at you at some point, it's a little bit past that, but it's more of just some of that stuff becomes behavioral norms. So you just do it without knowing. So I have to consciously be like, wait, am I doing it again? We're coming back. And so this was kind of just like an overarching thing probably from like, again, how I just grew up, some basic traumas that happened growing up or whatever. And now as an adult, I I consciously lean into that awareness of, are you taking a step back? Are you not leaning into your light? Are you not using your voice because of fear or being too much or whatever, or not enough or whatever it is? Um, so this is a very long-winded answer, but that's, that I keep that at the forefront of my mind. And then when I see young people kind of experiencing that, I'm thankful that I've had that experience so I can at least plant the seed that it's happening with them and then walk them through it if they're at their time where they want to address some of those things. Yeah, I think that's so good. Actually, that touches me so deeply because it is is literally and and I, I'm really just figuring this out within the last five years where I and I'm going to be 52. So good for you for learning it way ahead of me. Well, I'm not, I'm not that far behind you. We're, this is why we want to share it because I'm I'm right there with you. Well, you're a bit behind. It's like an entire decade. Okay? <laughs> well, I still have a lot to learn too. So, yes. so and don't, don't we all, but I will say that one of the things you said to me is like, you know, holding yourself back because letting other people go forward. And, you know, I experienced that in a different way, but exactly the same thing. But, you know, it, mine was on a very, like a cultural level, you know, women don't, you know, just, you know, we're not boisterous. We don't stand out. We don't like, sure. and I, you know, 
I was as a, as a kid that was picked on a lot. I was always trying to prove myself. So I was very much tomboyish. I was very much athletic with not having the ability to go out there and play sports because my parents were probably just a little more nervous and scared about it. And they, you know, they just didn't know. So I wanted to do gymnastics. So I just taught myself, you know, I mean, like I played football with the guys at home. I did all the things, but just not on the sports teams where I would have learned so many skills, especially the skill of being able to fail and know that you're going to be okay. Like you said, I think that was just, that's an awesome awareness at a very young age and super useful tool at a very young age as well. But, you know, growing up, always having to think that, oh, let me not, let me let somebody else answer. Let me let somebody else have a turn where it was like, my mom would say things like, don't be too smart. Don't be do this. Don't. It's yeah. just like, you know, it's like, so you had to almost dumb yourself down. Like you knew you had the answer, but you had to hold yourself back. Inadvertently, what I did was, you know, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, daily practices and the compound effect of that. And here's the thing, you either have good habits or you have bad habits, but we all have habits. And that's, that's one of mine that the, the compound effect of that was horrible, you know, because what it did was it, it, it kept me from achieving the things that I really wanted and could have done and just didn't because I thought, well, no, I better not. And that, that was, that's just huge. And when I look back, I'm like, Ooh, what a big lesson to learn. And wouldn't that have been useful to learn earlier? (laughs) You know what I mean? And there was this always driving thing inside of me that knew that, but it was like, I'm not allowed to do that. (laughs) You know, like this story that you tell yourself. And so many of us as young people, we put on a belief, you know, that we're, we put it on when we were too immature and didn't have the experience to really understand what it was, what the, what the belief was that we were putting on. And we just took it with us and took it straight into adulthood with us. So that's really huge. Um, uh, But you know what, you're, you are absolutely right. There are so much um, life lessons that sports being on a team, being a team player, being able to honor yourself and those, being able to respect your own opinion and have a voice in the team and also be able to collaborate with other team members. I think that there's so many great lessons that you learn as a sports team player. Absolutely. And I think any at any point in time that's really helped me, um, one, I, I just wanted to comment around because like what you were just saying like generational narrative what we're taught to believe young I heard something similar it's like don't always be you know the most don't be com- like roll with the flow do this and which I actually I'm a laid-back human in general um there are some things I'm like strategic about like sports and competition and stuff and business and whatnot but I think what we like just like you said that generational narrative we almost have to like break up with and the one kind of beautiful through line with that is like regardless of what nationality or where you came from there's usually some commonality in that we all kind of heard that in some capacity um so I think that's a really important piece but then the other part is recognizing um when that starts to happen as as young as you are thinking like oh maybe I shouldn't do this maybe I whatever and then like clinging to that moment and thinking about it and then as you get older taking time to go look back at your resume go look back at sports videos or look at all the deals you've done or being an amazing mother and when you look back at all that you've done you're like holy shit. Well, maybe I should be on the microphone because I've been doing this forever. And I actually 
do have lessons that could streamline someone's process. So I always, that's just a little good practice I wanted to throw out there that if you're ever when in doubt, like, I don't know that my voice is worthy, look at your history, look at all that you've done. And nine times out of 10, if you're thinking about it, you're, you're, you're there. It's time to yeah. share. That's so good. That is, that is so true. Um, it's one of the, it's so, you and I are on the same page about so many things that every time you, every time we have conversations, it's just like, psh, you know, the brain explodes, but um, <laughs> literally, you know, one of the um, worksheets that I have made up is like, a, it's a questionnaire of assets. And I literally ask you questions to answer from kindergarten all the way like what were you good at you know what were yeah. what sports did you play and you'll realize all of these like inherent gifts and talents that have just been you your whole life and you forget about that you're like oh shit I really did do that you know what everybody loved me for that everybody came to me for that I was the go-to person for that kind of thing I always you know you you will see the patterns in your life the good and the bad, you know, you'll see where your superpowers are and you'll see where, you know, you've always needed the improvement and you'll see the things that you've been avoiding. So I yes. think that's really, really great. Great, great um, exercise is to um, anybody who's listening right now, like literally sit down and get a piece of paper and a pen and just write down everything you've ever done and don't even discount like I won the art show in second grade you yeah. know because I think that is so huge that's where we can get that confidence you know that's how we do build that confidence that gives us the ability to say you know what even if I've never tried it I know that I have it in me to do it because if you're not afraid of failing and if you're not you you, you got to be uncomfortable and do it anyway you know, 100%. be afraid, be, be afraid and do it anyway, because that's yeah. the only way that's the only way. So tell me, what are your future plans and goals out there in the world? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish out there? Yeah. So I've been compelled to the podcast has taken over. I still obviously have KO lines and actually CRS lacrosse is in the mix as well. They kind of operate similar as marketing consulting situations. Uh, the podcast really has, is my passion piece. I'm deeply clear that this is my most purposeful platform, um, to be a positive impact in this world. So I don't know how it's growing or what it's going to do or where it goes, but I, I know I'm in alignment with it. Um, we started out the YouTube channel and doing just daily quotes, like little simple practices, to help inspire people just start the day right just something super super simple of getting right I've dialed in my morning routine I actually posted my podcast today that shares that morning routine how I came up with it why I think it's important it's a quick 15 minute cast um but I'm being really intentional of just like you said leaning back into my young self and all the things I cared about as a kid though I always laughed at like we spend all this time energy and money to get away from where we started and then we spend all this time and energy money to get right back where we did start so <laughs> you like you go back to like kiddo self and the, like art and creativity and I loved the music scene so I'm really working to blend the podcast with the music world and then with like the intentional motivational world of of, um, daily affirmations or questioning a better way with deeper conversations and really just trying to have little sparks of light for the world around me that to consume and hopefully just better their day as simple as that sounds. No, I love it because I, I, am a huge, uh, I like for me, like I said, the compound effect of daily practices is one of the most important things that you can gift yeah. yourself to be quite honest. You know, I am a, 
like I'm crazy about your morning routine. And really to me, the success of a morning routine is your nighttime routine. Like get your shit together the night before, make it easy for yourself, have a food protocol, have an exercise plan for your, you know, to maintaining your health, whether it's working out at the gym, whether it's going for a walk with your dogs, whatever it is, you have to have something that you're doing every day for your body. And you have to have every something that you're doing every single day for your mental and emotional health, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's prayer, journaling, I don't care what it is. You have to have something because, and the thing is, be careful. You know, it's not just about avoiding things, right? When you're trying to lose weight, it's not just about avoiding flour and sugar. It's also about being mindful of what you're putting into your body. It's not just about avoiding the news, which I highly recommend anybody to do. Do not be watching the news (laughs) first thing in the morning, late at night. Like if you're going to do it, get a half an hour in at lunch break or something like that and be on with your day. But horror movies, horrible, you know, like be careful to not yeah, avoid that, but then not be putting the good things in. Listen to those audio books. I'm constantly recommending really good books. I'm not a novel read a novel. Let me stop lying. I'm not a reader. I'm an audible girl. <laughs> Let me stop <laughs> yeah, lying to the world. <laughs> that works. But I consume a lot. And that's that's another thing is like you got to be careful. I call all these things buffering, but I buffer with consumption. I am constant, you know, where I got to take a break from the podcast and the, yeah. you know, all of the great stuff. But like, yeah, put some solid, solid routines in place in order you can't be successful in your business, in your life, financially, personally. You got to put those things um, as priorities to take care of your self-care, your body, Absolutely. your mental health. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's so I, awesome. Go ahead. I, will, I would say that because I'm a pretty unstructured human though. I, got biz, like, I always do things kind of like my way. Like I'm more of a night owl than a morning person. But I will say anyone that's like hearing this and they're like, oh my God, this routine, it sounds so overwhelming. I completely agree with you. That's why I didn't do it. I'm about 90 days in at 40 and I've never done it until now. Cause it just sounded like too much. And I am, I love too much of everything, but it was just a lot. So I think if you can just shift your mindset and just do a little something every yes. day, even if it's five minutes and then build from there, it's, it's so much better. Just don't be overwhelmed with how it sounds. Cause once you do it, you'll be like, Oh, this isn't that big a deal. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Because when I say morning routine, people are like, what? But it doesn't have to be this three hour morning routine. There are many, many workouts out there that you can do for 10, 15 minutes. There are many, many, you know, you can do a five minute, 10 minute meditation, or you could do 10 minutes of just dumping your brain out onto a piece of paper. There are so many things. You could just wake up in the morning and be grateful for things and write it down. Like there are so many ways. I'm just saying do something every day. It doesn't, but when you start your day with taking care of your physical and mental health, you start at a hundred percent. And when you take care of like your food and your eating, especially if you're somebody who's a solo entrepreneur, which is what my business program is, you're out there on the road all the time. And if you're eating like shit, because you're going through drive-throughs, you're depleting all day long is all Mm -hmm. you're doing. So that's all I'm saying. And then by the time you come home back to your loved ones and you expect to have great personal relationships, not going to happen when you come home grumpy and depleted and tired and energy, you know, gone. So that that's something to be careful. You know, if you come home exhausted, you're not going to be 
like energetic for your kids, your wife, your husband, your, you know, your people. So, yeah. Absolutely. So if there, I, and, and I, you already have told us so much about um, how you support and how, who's been supported, who's been supportive for you in your life. Who's been the number one support person for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I think, I mean, my, my mom has always been there and she kind of like, she hears all the crap from all of us kids. So she's always like the backbone. My grandma's always been there. My dad is like our number one sports fan. He always shows up and he knows just how to handle us like in a win or a loss or anything in between. Um, they were always a great team like that. Uh, my dog, my, Cleo was my first one. I've had it for six years, as simple as it sounds. She has been such a grounding force of like, you got to take out the dog. You got to do this. Like, again, just add that, add a piece of structure. And she's a hilarious diva. I have three rescues. So all three of them are their <laughs> own situation. Um, but I, I really just think family and then like your lifelong friends. I have friends from college that I still keep in touch with. And, and I went to school, you know, outside of Colorado. So thankfully one actually lives here and then a bunch of others I keep in touch with. And even if it's like us sending like joking memes or we, you know, catch up and talk, one just had a baby and one's you know, going through some other stuff, like we keep in touch. And that's very much a grounding support in my world because you, they knew young Kristen and like all of my, you know, fabulous disastrousness, all of it. They know all the shit. So uh, I think those relationships you've had for a long time, even if it's like one or two alongside, you know, your family, sometimes family can be the most, but um, I would say friends and family broadly. And then like a few pieces I go to for specific things. Yeah, that's awesome. And if there was one solid piece of advice that you would give to your younger version of yourself, young Kristen, what would it be? Uh, oh, young Kristen, you need a few things. But I would I would absolutely <laughs> say, oh, this is so cliche, but let your light shine. Everything that I'm like really like, and then I knew as a, as a young human that I, there, there was things that I innately knew. Like I really always have had this, grounding space. Uh, and I was, it kind of just had like a rooted soul. Um, I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's just what came to me, but I, and I was <laughs> a hot mess on some other things, but for some reason I always had this very sense of base. Like I never, you know, did things I didn't want to do or got caught into like peer pressure. Like that was never my vibe. And it probably was a lot because of uh, lacrosse and I had a very intentional goal early on, but I, I, if I would have just listened to who I innately was and knew how to do that and then let the light shine more. I think that mm. would have um, positively impacted things. And I will say, I probably wouldn't change anything. Cause as you know, we have to be go through all the shit to get to where we are. So, uh, and I probably wouldn't have listened to old me anyways. I've been like, Hey girl, bye. I love <laughs> so. that answer because you're right. We all hear things when we're supposed to hear it. I mean, I, yeah. I know that, you know, for all the years that I've been listening to Tony Robbins and the Zig Ziglar's and Wayne Dyer's out there, um, I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me this earlier? <laughs> you know, but the fact was all of a sudden I was, I was listening to something, whether it was Jim Rohn or whoever it was. And I was like, Oh shit. My mom's been telling me that stuff all my life. I just couldn't <laughs> yeah. hear her. I just yeah. couldn't hear her. So, you know, sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's how it goes though. It's like one coach tells you something and the other tells you something else. And it's like, oh, I get it now. They said, and the other coach is like, I've literally been telling you that for 10 years. So it, yeah, I, I, I hear a lot of couples saying that, oh, sure. When she says it, no big deal. But when right. I said it all these right. years now, so yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. So tell me, where can we find you out there in the world doing all the things? If we want to get with you, where is Kristen? 
Uh, yeah, I'm probably most accessible uh, as a wannabe millennial on Instagram. My personal is um, at Madonna's Hero. I'm a huge Madonna fan. Me and too. then everything turmeric and tequila, it's turmeric tequila on IG, turmericandtequila.com. KO Alliance is koalliance.com. My website is currently down because I'm redoing the business one. But any one of these things, you can find all the rest. Um, so we're out here. We're accessible. I love hearing back from people or questions or feedback. So we it was it's an open door as much as possible. Yeah, I love it. Well, we're going to have all your links below so that they can get with you easily. And if anybody wants to get picked up and lifted up, Kristen, she's got an amazing podcast, Turmeric and Tequila. Go listen to it. And let me just give you a little quick hint and a little bit of a tip. If you're normally listening to something on like 1.5 speed, do not try to listen to her on 1.5 speed. Your head will spin straight off of your shoulders. So yeah, especially if you get her with another person like me talking at the same time, not going to happen, you know? Yeah. You might <laughs> even want to like oh. slow it. You, you might want to slow it down. Sometimes I actually try and intentionally work out before podcasts because I get so excited. I talk fast anyways, but when I'm excited, it's like, girl, you need to just calm down, but I can't. So yeah, you might want to just even pull it back. That's solid advice. I've definitely had to like intentionally like be very conscious of myself. And I've had to, I, I've, I think I've done well with slowing it down and still people are like, Hey, you know, I love your energy. I love your energy. I love your energy. So I'm just like, okay, I guess it's working. Guess it's working. Some things you got to just go with, and it may not be for everybody. It may be for some people. Like sometimes you just got to let it be what it is and let the universe figure the rest out. It, it's for everybody that wants it. That's what I go. think. Yes. That's for everybody that wants it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This has been amazing. And I can't wait to have so many more conversations. We're definitely going to do something for our future humans, um, our young humans for the future. Soon. Yes. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing. I love, check out our cast on my, on uh, Turmeric and Tequila. Uh, I think it's positive, tan- tangibly positive energy. It's one of my most downloaded casts. I think I've told you this and it's a quick one, but it's phenomenal. I love what you're doing and you, I'm so excited for your voice to further be in this world. Thank you so much. You've been, you have been uh, somebody that inspired me right from the beginning. So you, you have definitely been a force in my life. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. That makes my heart so full. Thank you for listening to the Unpacking Brain Drama Podcast. You'll find links for all things mentioned in the show notes below. It would be incredibly awesome if you could take a quick moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you'd like to be considered a guest on our podcast, be sure to go to www.resultsbydesigncoaching.com for a free 30-minute coaching session.